on today's episode. It's here, the West End Best Friend podcast. Just who are Robin and Jet? Sheridan is back. Find out what makes Adina the fabulous diva she is. Our stage door snapshots. Reviews and even more on this episode of the West End Best Friend podcast. And welcome to the first ever episode of the West End Best Friend podcast. Yes, the stagiest page that is all of the rage is now available in audio format. Hello. Hello. Well, each episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into all of the up-to-date theatre news, taking you behind the scenes on the making of some of your favourite shows and sitting down with some of the stars of stage and backstage to get an insight into what makes them tick. But who are we, we hear you ask? Well, I'm Robin Dibbin. And I'm Jack Gerbertson. And we are two lovers of all things theatre. You are completely right. <laughs> we'll be giving you a bit more of a chance to get to know us later in the show. But for now, Robin, what's going on in Theatreland this week? We're here with the news. Uh, so first <laughs> up, we have some very exciting news. Everyone's favourite actress which is not everyone's favourite actress, but everyone loves her, uh, is Sheridan Smith. She is coming back to the West End in a revival of Shirley Valentine, which is super exciting. My news article is just opening. Um, you can find all of these news articles, by the way, on the West End Best Friend podcast, which is westendbestfriend.co.uk. Or the West End website. All of it. Um, this article was written by Jenny L., Thank you, Jenny. Uh, and yeah, so this is Sheridan Smith is to star in West End revival of Shirley Valentine. Um, it's been announced that Sheridan Smith will star in a West End revival of Willie Russell's much-loved play, Shirley Valentine. The show is set to open in the West End next year, but no dates or theatre have been confirmed yet. This one-character production takes the form of a monologue by a middle-aged working-class housewife from Liverpool, which focuses on her dissatisfaction with life before a transformative foreign holiday. The role of Shirley Valentine was made famous by actress Pauline Collins when it was made into a film in 1989. This sounds exciting. It does sound exciting. Did you ever see the original film of Shirley Valentine? No, I don't think I've ever actually heard of it. Yeah, I think it's one of the few Willie Russells that I've not heard. So obviously Willie Russell is the writer behind... Oh my goodness, that is not the time to draw a blank on a name, is it? Blood Brothers. Uh, Blood Brothers, <laughs> of course. That's actually not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of... What's the one with Julie Walters? Educating Rita? Yes, Educating Rita. <laughs> so he's um, sorry, so it's sort of I think around the same time as Educating Rita that he did this one. But I also haven't seen Shirley Valentine. Um, but I'm a big fan of Sheridan, especially when she gets to go back to her hometown of Liverpool and to really ground herself in that working class mentality. So I think that'll be really good. Yeah, definitely. I've not actually seen Sheridan live in anything. I don't think. No, I don't think I have either. So I think maybe you and I need to get tickets. Yeah, I've seen recordings um, of her. I saw the recording of. Uh, funny Girl, I think she was in. Yes, she was amazing in Funny Girl. Um, Very good Fanny Bryce. And um, obviously the cast recording for Legally Blonde was amazing. See, my favourite of her roles is her playing... Surprise, surprise! Um, uh, oh my goodness, um, we're not doing very well with names today, are we? <laughs> um, oh my goodness! 
Scylla. Scylla. I was going to say Celine. I'm like, it's not Celine. Celine. It's not Celine. No, her playing Scylla in Scylla. I think it's one of the best dramas that I've seen in years and years and years. I thought it was brilliant. Again, I've not seen it. I should, I should, I need to educate myself. Scylla Black in her early 1960s recording career in Liverpool, coming up at the Cavern Club, Friends with the Beatles. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Really, really good. That's awesome. The, uh... Uh, obviously, she was in Gavin and Stacey. That's where I first um, yeah. saw Sharon Smith, which if you've not watched Gavin and Stacey, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> it is one that really stands up to a rewatch as well. Although now that James Corden is the big American superstar he is, it's very funny watching that contrast of like him in that versus now. Yes, definitely. But I loved the um, Christmas special they did where he came back. And yes. it just felt like the original still, which was, it was so good. So, so yeah. good. So, so, so good. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, so, yes, Sheridan Smith and Shirley Valentine sometime next year. So we'll all need to keep an eye on the Worst End Best Friend website and socials so that we can get more of an update when they've announced when it's going to be on. Yeah, we'll definitely have all the updates that you will need about this exciting, um, exciting revival. Yeah. Now we've got a bit of a diva theme going on in our news today um, because the story that I picked is that Ariana DeBose is coming to London. Oh. Now, Aaron, I know. So Ariana DeBose, obviously known from West Side Story. She was the bullet in the original cast of Hamilton um, and she is going to be coming to the Palladium um, to be playing um, a gig on the 1st of December, which I think is absolutely amazing. That's really exciting. Um. And uh, yeah, as you're listening to this on the day that we release, which is Thursday, public tickets go on sale on Friday, the 21st of October. So if you get over to the West End Best Friend website, you can find the link to sign up for the mailing list um, so that you can be there fastest finger first um, to get them, I think. I might have to sell a kidney because I imagine those tickets are going to go really, really quickly and I imagine they're going to be really, really expensive. <laughs> but I I am so excited. I think she's absolutely amazing. I think she's had such an incredible career over the last few years. Um, and I think seeing her in, in person, live in concert would be fabulous. I've just seen her musical director is Benjamin, I would say this wrong, Rahala? Ruhala? Maybe. Rahala. Ben Benjamin oh, Rahala. Um that they uh he is the uh MD for Jeremy Jordan when he tours. Oh, fabulous. So someone who's very used to doing very good belty out loud yes. yeah, performances. Uh, he also does the um like princess parties and things like that. I don't know if you've seen those. I love those the in princess America. parties. Yes. So he Listeners, I hope you've seen some of these on YouTube. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah, you just go and check out. It's just all of the amazing Disney princesses or just actresses singing Disney princess songs. And um, he sometimes gets the original actresses back, like who voiced the characters and that. They're just a great, great laugh. I think he, he did, he, has he done one over here? I think he was going to do one. I Maybe don't COVID know. Got in the way. My favourite was when um, Rachel Bloom, um, known from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, did Ursula's Poor Unfortunate Souls. I thought that yes. was absolutely amazing. I thought that was a great combination of people and song. Yes, definitely. So um, was... um. Ariana, was she the sort of one of the leads in the prom movie? She was. She was the girlfriend of the lead character who was the one who went through the series, which I didn't actually realise at the time. I don't think I've ever seen her with long hair. And obviously she was playing such a young character that I didn't place her. Um, But she was one of the leads in the prom. And she was also in Schmigadoon, which was out last... Was that last year or this year? Did you watch that? I've not. It's on Apple TV, isn't it? I don't have Apple TV, but I've heard amazing things about it. 
I would really be interested to go back and watch it um, as, as a series in one go because we were watching it week by week and it's very, very funny. It's pastiching like every single genre of musical theatre. So it's Schmigadoon with an exclamation mark because it's Oklahoma with an exclamation mark. <laughs> and it's about a couple who find themselves, at, they're in a fight and they find themselves whilst camping in the magical land of Schmigadoon and they can't leave until they've found their true love. So it's absolutely insane. I love it so much. Uh, really, really silly so many great performances that Kristen Chenoweth's in it Alan Cumming is in it uh Dove Cameron is in it all of them playing like these really big archetypes of musical theater it's very very funny that's amazing yeah I do want I, I remember seeing Avatars and I was like I, I really want to see it but yeah I might have to get like a trial for Apple TV or something and, and binge it Maybe we'll have to do a rewatch for the podcast of uh, some of our favorite TV musical theater TV shows and yes. see uh, how we love it like a, a watch along thing um, and you know what? That's actually a really good link because I hear that uh, even if you don't have Apple TV, if you have Disney Plus, there's something really exciting coming up. <laughs> there is something exciting coming up. Uh, Idina Menzel, who is now a household name, um, obviously theatre people know her from Rent and from Wicked, but uh, other people will know her as the voice of Elsa in the Frozen movies. Um, she is getting a documentary on Disney Plus. Uh, the star of stage and screen Adina Manzel will be subject to a new Disney Plus documentary called Adina Manzel, Which Way to the Stage? Which is a fun play on Rent. Um, where is she, it? Uh, yeah, I swear one of her lines is um, Joanne, which way to the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I love that show, but I feel like that might be too niche even for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just before she does the cow thing. Um, yeah. Uh, it's coming out on the 9th of December, um, featuring never-before-seen performance footage alongside raw and vulnerable interviews. The documentary follows Idina on an intimate journey as she juggles the challenges of being a working mom and wife on a grueling travel schedule while preparing to take to the stage at the legendary arena. Sounds really cool. What legendary arena? It just says, take the stage at the legendary arena. The okay. legendary arena. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited for that. She's also got the sequel to Enchanted coming out with Amy Adams. Yes. Because um, she, in the, I think, spoiler alert, in Enchanted, she was the the bad guy, but then she ended up ended up as Amy Adams' princess. She went to our animation world and lived in the fairy tale. And now there's the sequel coming out to that, which has got the entire cast in it coming back. Mm. Uh, Disenchanted, I think, is what it's going to be called. Yes. It sounds really cool. Um, I think Alan Menken's back with, for all the music and stuff as well, which is really exciting. I mean, Alan Menken, famous Disney composer. I think getting him on board for that is just such a coup. Yes. I, well, she, she wasn't really the bad guy. She was just the other woman. <laughs> she was the antagonist, I suppose, rather than the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. But she got a happy ending. They all got happy endings. Yeah, they all got happy endings. Well, it's fairy tale. You have to get happy endings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the legendary arena is Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. That's going to be rather fun. <laughs> so that will be really cool. Um, yes. so yeah, 9th of December. So if you never cancelled your Disney Plus trial after only getting it to watch Hamilton, then now you finally got something <laughs> that you can watch on it. That's a musical. You'll be so you're sorted. It's uh, worth it being two years since you got the the twelve day the twelve day twelve month uh, subscription. There's actually a lot of good stuff on Disney Plus now. So um, many good things on Disney Plus. You've got Newsies, like the Newsies recording is on there. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you need to watch that. That's amazing. Um, there's the, 
I think it's a program called Encore, and they get like a load of with um, Kristen Bell. Yes, yes. I've not seen it. I didn't know if it would be like what level of cringe it would be on, but I think it sounds very heartwarming. It's yeah, it's more heartwarming. Like obviously, it's a bit cringe, um, just because they haven't sung or performed in like twenty years. But so they go back. It's Kristen Bell going back to find a cast from a High School Musical that they did it when they were sixteen, and then they come back together to put the show back on again. Yes, I mean it is a charming idea, isn't it? <laughs> it's really lovely. It is really nice. I watched it during lockdown, and uh, it was very sort of lots of heart pangs during lockdown because it was like I want to be on stage. Oh, um, I want to be on stage. Watch someone on stage. <laughs> Have anyone on stage? That would be lovely. <laughs> Um, but yes, if you want more news, we're, there's loads of news um, covered by West and Best Friend. You can follow all of our socials. The information will be at the end of the show. Um, but also check out westandbestfriend.co.uk where you can see all of the news articles um, which are updated daily. So definitely keep up to date with all of the news. <laughs> okay, so as this is the very first episode, we've decided to save the guests for next time and instead use this as an opportunity for you, the listeners, to get to know us. Robin, are you ready for the West End Best Friend interview? Jet, are you ready for the West End Best Friend interview? I don't know, but I think I'm going to have to be. <laughs> Welcome to the West End Best Friend interview. So this is a concept we really want to get you guys involved with in the future, um, which is we want to have like one great quiz that we give all of our guests when they come on, where we ask all of the same questions every single week. Um, so I'll tell you a bit more about that later. Um, but we're going to do a trial of it now. And I'm going to start with saying, Robin, tell me about yourself. Hi, I'm Robin. Um, <laughs> I am a big uh, theatre geek i guess you'd call it um i grew up on disney movies in the golden age of disney so things like beauty and the beast uh little mermaid hunchback of notre dame pocahontas all all these amazing animated movies um which are sort of musicals in, in their own right um and yeah so i i grew up on all those i then just like i'm quite artistic and i'm a graphic designer and my first show that i saw live was cats i to ask you that cats. oh sorry I've, I've skipped it um but yeah cats at the bristol hippodrome was my first live experience how old were you i was 14 that's a good show to see as your first show yeah it was good. we had the the video the VHS of the recording Same. The I mean, I think I wore it out. John Partridge is the Rum Tum Tucker. <laughs> it's a very weirdly attractive man. Uh, see, Monkey Strap. I I was I really liked the actor playing Monkey Strap. I can't remember his name right now, but I do. I I really liked him. Um, but yeah, we had that, and we had the Joseph VHS as well. See, I never really got into Joseph until I was much much older, and I feel like I missed out on not really. I only really knew like the chart version of Joseph. Ah, see, we did Joseph as a school production. Nice. Um, when I was in like year three or something, uh, and our class had to sing Potiphar. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, but then, so like, I think it's quite a staple thing that most sort of year seven classes go to see Joseph 
when it's on stage somewhere that makes sense you can sort of put it into like religious education being like oh no this is absolutely educational and they're getting the teachers are like mm, i'm not sure but at least we've got a day out <laughs> um but yeah so all like my year went to see it but they didn't tell us because our class was on another trip at the time so they didn't even tell us it was happening and then we got back and everyone was like, oh, we love Joseph. And we're like, oh, we didn't get to Where see Where had Joseph. you gone? Yeah. So I had to wait quite a few years before I saw Joseph. Uh, but I did see Joseph live in London with Lee Mead. And after was... um, after the TV show version where he was cast. Yes. Any dream will do. Any dream. Any, any dream. Um, oh my goodness I absolutely love that so was that the show that got you into musical theatre or were you was like was the one that really hooks you back in when you were older um I would say Joseph was more the one that got me like into musical theatre uh we knew all of his all the colours of his coat like as kids and stuff and and mum always sang it and should I be testing you on that right now just in case you are bluffing would you like to hear all of the colours yeah, I do. I think I do. It was red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet and black and ochre and peach and ruby and olive and violet and thorn and lilac and gold and chocolate and mauve and cream and crimson and silver and rose and asher and lemon and russet and grey and purple and white and pink and orange and blue. <laughs> I mean, round of applause. <laughs> we said that this could be a short podcast because it was the pilot, but I think I've just extended it. Um <laughs> That's brilliant. So Joseph really was like, that was the gateway drug to musical theatre. Yeah. But then I would say that like seeing Cats live um, was was great. And I was like, this is really cool. And then I saw a news article about a new show that was flying over from Broadway uh, called Wicked. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. Um, And I said to my dad about it. And then, yeah, sort of the next next year we went up to see Wicked in its first year in London and that was what did it the that experience is what hooked me into musicals and from there I just yeah was going up to London to see all sorts of shows no I think you're right because Wicked was such a because it was such like the first almost modern musical that came over and really did big in the UK um I remember back in the days of LimeWire downloading the songs from Wicked and having them on my iPod and for years and years and years not knowing the full track list of Wicked because (laughs) I hadn't actually managed to get all of the songs and but luckily I had we did go and see the show when I was 16 so it was also in the first year of it being here and we were sat right back in the nosebleed seats um came down from the Midlands where I'm from and sat in the nosebleed seats and I was just so confused there were some songs that I'd never heard before (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'd heard Defying Gravity. We definitely got that one. Yeah. I was very confused by the existence of Wonderful. Um, I'm still confused by the existence of Wonderful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was that thing where you're like, this is incredible. And then there were all these other songs that I got to discover when I saw it live for the first time. And I still sort of don't believe that half of them exist. <laughs> I can remember, because I didn't sort of know much about act- actors or anything back then. And I remember looking at the cast list and, and being like, oh, the, the woman from Broadway opened it in london obviously adina manzel she opened it um and i remember saying to my dad like oh but she's left um and this other woman called carolis has taken over like i don't know what she'll be like and um i was then in uh i think i was getting driven to school by my neighbor and they had the we were rock you soundtrack on in their car and obviously carries on that 
and um they were like oh this lady's in wicked at the moment i was like oh really that's she sounds amazing like who is this person and then i went to see it and she like Carolus was just phenomenal in that role and that sparked a, me being a massive fan of Carrie Ellis as well. So. Carrie Ellis is absolutely incredible. And yeah, her is me in um, We Will Rock You um, singing, oh, what is that beautiful, beautiful ballad called? Um, um, the... No One But You. No One But You, yeah. I remember hearing that as well about the same time and just absolutely breaking my heart over it. Um, she's, yeah, but I don't think I got to see her as um, as alphabet and that would be rather lovely uh, i saw her i think twice in her original run and then twice when she came back to the role mm-hmm. uh so yeah i've seen her a few times i've seen her in nice. many other things as well i'm a nice i'm a carrieless fan <laughs> <laughs> i am very very envious that sounds amazing okay so other than wicked what are your you know what are your favorite shows or what show do you want to see um coming to the west end or what would you like to see coming uh, or made into a show uh ooh, so favorite shows i think sort of wicked is definitely the top i've seen it many mm-hmm. times it was the first one i saw in london and it's just just holds a special place um but i would say dear evan hansen is also very high up on my list uh that's just i think i found it at the right time and it was very impactful and yeah it was a real sort of different sort of angle for theater like it was a different um story to tackle and they did it in such a way that was so powerful and songs like you'll be found see that live is just insane i think when i first saw the show uh i saw it on broadway first of all and i got day seats so i couldn't even believe i was seeing it so i was kind of just in a state of shock throughout the whole thing um and then i saw it in london and i think i cried from the third scene and didn't really stop (laughs) until the end so either the side of a really good show or a really bad show <laughs> yeah no it was it was just phenomenal um but yeah Dervin Hansen is definitely up there come uh come from away is also mm-hmm. very high up on my list because that's just incredible another um, one to cry your way through yes definitely yep. uh yeah that's a very special show um other ones that kind of I really love that are really sort of a lot smaller um there's a show called Lift okay um, which is written by Craig Adams and uh, it recently ran at the Southwark Playhouse again uh, in London, and it's just great. It's it's a small cast. Uh, I think there's eight people in it, and it it tells the story of a group of people on the Covent Garden tube lift, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of one minute in a lift, but then it goes into everyone and sort of their life and stuff and and who they are, um, and you it's all sort of told from the point of view of a busker who's busking on the station. So he sees the same people every day. Um, But you're never quite sure whether it's the actual people or whether it's just the busker's sort of vision of what they, of who they are. Okay. It's great, but definitely worth listening to the soundtrack. It's, it's really cool. And I say, it's quite a small show. Not many people sort of know it, but if you know it, then you're like, this is so cool. Um, That sounds absolutely delightful and very charming. Yes. Um, I love the, I love the one from the big scale to the small scale there. I think that's very, very well rounded of you. Uh, And then shows I'd like to see come to London. Oh, there's so many. Um, (laughs) But uh, I would really love to see SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. 
which I know sounds ridiculous, but the musical is amazing. No, I know that everyone, <laughs> so many people have said that the music is absolutely incredible for SpongeBob SquarePants. And I am uh, an old curmudgeon and refuse to listen to it, even though I'm sure it's it's <laughs> as good as, and I'm missing out and depriving myself. Uh, but everyone does say it's very, very good. I think it's it might be touring the UK next year. I have heard, I did, that does ring a bell. Some theatres released their schedule and it's on there. And we're like, ooh, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants, something rotten. Yes, that would be good. Would be amazing in London. Um, there's another show called A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, which was a little show on Broadway. It won a few Tonys, I think. It did really well. Okay. Um, okay. And it's it's like classic British, like sort of Victorian times, very mm-hmm. sort of upper class, and it's about Montague Navarro who finds out that he is eighth in line for the Dysquith family fortune. Um, so he starts killing all of the Dysquith family members so that he can be Earl of Highhurst. It is the own, it's the only logical thing to do when you find out that you're eighth in line to a fortune. Exactly. And it's, it's so charming and tongue-in-cheek, but it's sort of macabre and dark, but funny and... And it's just real, like all the songs are in like three, four, and they're all like little like waltzes and stuff. And it's, it's just great. Yeah, if you've not heard it, definitely check it out. It's really fun. Okay, we've definitely got a to do list to do after the show, which makes me very, very happy. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you three, uh, oh, three and three. So I want like quick answers for these. Okay. I want to know, as I know that you and Joseph when you were in year seven, I want to know what show you would love to be in what song you can't resist singing at karaoke and three if you were to be miscast in a role what role that wouldn't normally be played by your profile what would you like to be in oh oh so uh shows i'd love to be in rent that's a good one i'd love to be mark in rent that would be that would be a really dream role there um go to karaoke song would have to be santa fe Bold, strong, 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 strong. Like it. Or I also like Jeremy Jordan's mashup of um, "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" and "Home" from The Wiz. That's also yeah. an epic song to sing. Uh, so that's sort of my two go-to's. And or "Waving Through a Window." Um, and then, um, uh, if I could be anyone, oh, who would I be? <laughs> Probably like Rafiki from The Lion King. Oh, interesting. Like, I mean, besides from like Alphabet and that, because that's like obvious answers, but like, like sort of epic role, like Rafiki would just be amazing. Yeah. I mean, proper powerhouse commanding the stage, holding that all together, being in the center of all of it. Yeah, that would be really good fun. Yeah. And just seeing like the animals coming down the, the auditorium and everything. And ah, oh, yeah, it would be great. I, I would, I would like to be Rafiki. Okay, Rafiki or Alphabet, uh, waving through a window and marking rent. Yeah. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing it. (laughs) So now we're going to turn the tables and ask Jet. So Jet, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, okay, hello, my name is Jet. Um, I am a massive theatre fan. Um, I care really worryingly level. I think 
I have been obsessed with theatre since I was a little kid. Um, I work as a television producer, which is quite fun, but I mostly do, not musicals, sadly, uh, I mostly do current affairs programmes. So um, and I, it's nice to sort of go into a different world when it comes to theatre rather than talking about politics all the time. Um, and I am originally from the Midlands and now I live in Dagenham. Uh, which is in Greater London. I am holding on to it being in Greater London rather than in Essex, like it truly is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I, yeah, that is pretty much all about me. I also have a dog named Ralph, who uh, is the bane and love of my entire life and will probably pop up in this podcast at some point in the future because he, uh, well, currently, if you're watching this on a live stream, he is currently sat behind me on a bed, uh, but hiding underneath the covers. And he uh, is a fan of joining in with me and Robin with all of his opinions. Nice. I think yeah. you'll yeah, you'll definitely see pets. Uh, my cat is asleep in the window at the moment, so she's being very well behaved. We're very terrible. Neither of us named our pets after theatre shows, which is awful of us. We didn't, did we? My cat's called Astrid, and yours is Ralph. Yeah. Is it, can any of the listeners actually? Can you make a musical theatre or theatre link for us with Astrid and Ralph, so that we can pretend <laughs> that actually we're being very arty with our names, <laughs> <laughs> whereas I just called Ralph Ralph so that he could say it himself. <laughs> so jet what is your favorite show so i have two answers for this i mean rent is my is always my go-to this is my favorite show i think in the same way that wicked was uh, sorry actually i think in the same way that dear evan hansen was the one that really connected with you on a deeper level that was rent for me really hit me at the right time um and you know with the angst of teenage life and being misunderstood and when it was revived this year i was an absolute bits went to see it i think three times i thought it was absolutely incredible and one of the times i went was with a friend of mine who uh i saw it first sorry i first saw it with my friend who i'd grown up listening to it with and we immediately turned back into 16 year olds holding hands and then the second time i went was with a friend from adulthood but then she also um had been obsessed with it and she'd seen like the original version of it in london back when it had you and reason it uh you and rian um and uh and we just yeah just sat there holding hands and crying um <laughs> absolutely incredible love it love it love it i remember doing a young americans workshop as a teenager mm. and feeling very sophisticated when everyone went around and they were saying their favorite songs from musicals and i uh and we all had to sing a, a line from something and i sang something from mama who bore me <laughs> And all of these theatre students from America were like, oh, she's deep. Or at least that's how I interpreted it. I'm just really deep. <laughs> um, so that's my favourite. Um, but then uh, modern musicals of like the last few years, um, Operation Mincemeat, uh, which was at Southwark Playhouse and at uh, the, oh my goodness, uh, was also at the, what's it called? Riverside Studios, um, which is by the creative group Spitlip absolutely incredible um for those who don't know it's a i think a five-hander they play five different parts each it's absolutely seamless it is sophisticated lyrically and musically it's so funny so stupid and yet so sentimental i i i've seen it so many times that my friends are worried about me but then <laughs> they go and see it and they're like okay now i understand why you why you won't stop talking about it um so it's off currently but there is a mailing list and they keep saying like watch the space we're gonna have news Ooh. um so watch the space they're gonna have news 
<laughs> so yeah, Operation and Vince Meat and Rent are, are my two absolute favourites. Nice. Um, so would you say Rent is what got you into theatre or was there another show that, that got you into it? No, I'm like you, it was Cats. It was the VHS <laughs> of Cats when I was a little kid. I watched it so many times and yeah just you know rewound it put it back to the beginning rewound it went back to the beginning and I didn't really understand that you know it had been edited so like I watched it you know you go and see it in the show and you're like oh I can't see as close up as as you think you can in the, in the video but yeah for such a long time that was my only access to um was to musical theatre was through the videos and through the um soundtracks absolutely adored Cats as I said John Partridge is the Rum Tum Tugger absolute favorite uh and then i a few years later i think i was well a few years later this is i mean i remember my mum saying that she'd take me to see cats for my 10th birthday so we're talking like six or seven it being my obsession and then it had closed by the time i turned 10 and i was devastated um but then we went to see it with um i went to see it with a couple of my university friends when i was in like first or second year and one of them had never seen cats before and didn't know anything about it. Oh God! <laughs> the other one had a vague, like a vague familiarity of it, hadn't really seen it. And they got to the end, and I just remember one of them turning to me and being like, "I think that maybe works better if you've known about it your entire life." And I was like, "What do you mean? Like, there's no plot." And I was like, "That's the joy of it. What are you talking about? They're cats." so yeah cats it was cats um which i i completely loved and yeah massive gateway drug and then evita i had the vhs of evita and uh with madonna in it and the film version and that was that was completely complete perfection for me nice did you see the revival of cats a few years ago in london i did not palladium i did not Not i don't think i lived in london at the time i think it was at the apollo i won't hold it against you if you've got the theater wrong it's 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 one of them. Um, but it was amazing. I saw it with Carrie Ellis in it, obviously. Um, Who did she play? <laughs> Grisabella. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty special. But yeah, it was amazing seeing it live because you don't realise or you don't appreciate as a kid how like physically demanding a show it is. Oh my God, the dance in that show. So yeah, I saw it on the, in the tour at Glasgow um, Theatre Royal. And yeah, it's absolutely incredible, the gymnastic ability of all of them. Um, I remember a few years ago, I interviewed Wayne Sleep, who is now a lovely man in his 70s, and he's teeny tiny, and then sort of connecting him as this older man with all of these wonderful theatre stories with this very, very flexible dancer um, from Cats was very, very difficult for me. (laughs) People age, Robin. That's what happens. They do. They do age. But they stay young in our memories. Um... And on the VHS yes forevermore just press play and they're there um, so this is uh your sort of quick fire round mm. so um what show would you love to see made or what what musical would you love to see made so based on a movie or or a book or something like that um what is your go-to karaoke classic and what role would you love to play in a show regardless of gender okay uh the show i'd love to see played is i think it might be a cheat i really 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 and i think it might be happening and if it does i'll be very happy i want to see a stage show of smash 
Yes. Not a bombshell of smash, of smash. Um, from the Steven Spielberg show of um, about the life of Marilyn Monroe. I think that'd be much nicer than the blonde film that's on Netflix at the moment that seems to be traumatising everybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think those songs are absolutely incredible and would love to see them belted out live in the auditorium. Um, but if not that, then I would be very intrigued to see something like Donna Tartt's The Secret History made okay. into a show. Um, I think that could be really fun. Or um, The Lost Art of Keeping Secrets, which is one of my favourite books. I think that would be really, really lovely. Um, Resist Resist Karaoke song is Take Me or Leave Me from Rent. Nice. Uh, My friends Suzanne and I uh, are known to show off and have a bit of a sing-song to that, uh, especially if a little bit of wine has been consumed. And miscast would be probably over Peron, which I can't play because I'm not Latin American. Hmm. Um, but I would love to play Ava Peron and stand on a balcony singing to my heart's content about being a diva. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also sang Take Me or Leave Me at Karaoke. Okay. <laughs> um, who was... I'm normally... Uh, who sings second? Is that that's Joe? Um, Joanne. Joanne, is it? I'm not. No. I look before. Okay, I leave. silence on the podca- podcast. As Robin and Jet sing for it in their heads. <laughs> I love margins and discipline. It's Maureen, isn't it? No, because Maureen's trying to get Joanne back. So Maureen Joanne sings second. Yeah, I also sing second. So oh, okay, we're gonna have to switch up the parts if we want to do this together. I think that's doable. Okay. Yeah. Okay, also, right, have well, you? Have you seen um, the version by Marisha Wallace and Rachel Tucker at Western Live a few years ago? No. It's incredible. It's one of my favourite versions of that song. You need to right. check that out after the, after okay. the show. Reading list. It's going yes. on. It's going on. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that is all, that's all my questions for you. And that's all your oh. questions for me, I think. Yeah. So that is a little bit about ourselves but so this um section will be filled Mm. with an actor or someone in the stagey community um in the coming episodes so we would love to hear from you about what um questions you would love to ask um the person we're interviewing they can be stagey they can be not stagey they can be whatever you want within reason um so please send them in all the contact details will be at the end of the show i believe Um, yes we'll say them all at the end of the show yes but please send them in um we we're looking for kind of a list of like questions we're going to ask everyone so a bit like inside the actor's studio that sort of idea um but also if you've got a question you'd love to ask um we will ask them from from you so we'll be like oh so and so from somewhere has asked yeah maureen from new york says take me baby or leave me (laughs) (laughs) um exactly so yeah so we would love to hear from you uh what questions you have coming for actors we will obviously let you know on socials and hopefully the episodes before what actors are coming up so that we can get your questions Now, have you been to the theatre recently for a special occasion or a particularly memorable performance? Well, we want to see your stage door snapshots. 
Simply send us a selfie along with your story and we'll hopefully share it on a future show. Uh, So this is a really fun segment where we really want you guys to get involved. We'd love you to send in your stories of theatre experiences, any sort of staged or selfies you've got with actors or any pictures in theatres that you love. Um, Whether it's about a show that changed your life, whether it's a, a funny experience, you know, if something went wrong in the show or you know some crazy audience member did something ridiculous you know we would we would just love to hear your stories yeah i think as you heard from me and robin like that is the joy of us going to the theater right it's amazing just to see them but it's also amazing and it's just you know a normal trip you went for a birthday or somebody's special occasion and why you got to go and what it means to you so if it's the show that meant the world to you and you finally got to see it live or you got tickets to your mom's birthday as a special treat um or if you managed to get stage door and to meet the cast themselves send a picture of you guys in and uh, you can email us at webs podcast at gmail.com or find us on all of our socials um and hopefully we'll be able to share it on our future shows now robin i think you and i have got some examples of what we want to see here haven't we we do yes so you went to the theater this weekend didn't you i did i went to see the crucible and the national because i knew you're going to ask me this question and i haven't <laughs> been to see the theater see to the theater in ages um so i went to see the crucible i had originally tried to get tickets to see matilda the musical as after the trailer was released at the weekend but we went to see the crucible instead um and it was very very fun so i think you are showing the picture if you're listening uh, watching this via youtube you can see it now is that right that way there it is yeah um and i have to say in your selfie you look very like i wanted to see matilda but i'm now seeing the crucible (laughs) okay so that's not the best example of a great story for a stage door snapshot so robin i think you've got a better example of a really good story haven't you I do, yes. So I went to see Chess at the London Coliseum. Um, this was quite a few years ago. I say quite a few years ago, probably about four or five years ago. Um, it was 2018, actually, quite a while ago, yeah. So four years ago, pre-pandemic. Um, and yes, the it was phenomenal. The cast were insane. Um, it had Michael Ball in it, uh, Cassidy Jansen, um, J- Jack Hower, John Hower, I think he's called. Uh, but yeah, the cast was phenomenal and we didn't expect there to be a full orchestra. So when we walked in and sat down, we were just greeted with this full orchestra above the stage. We were like, oh my God, this is going to be insane. Um, and chess is one of those shows that you, you kind of rarely see sort of professionally staged. It's normally like yeah, concerts absolutely. and stuff. So the way they staged it was amazing and everything. Anyway, we went to stage door afterwards, um, met most of the cast. And this is a picture of me with alexandra burke and just as i took the picture someone caught her attention and she looked away so i've got this hilarious selfie which just looks like i've kind of gate crashed a conversation Um, (laughs) but at least you got the selfie exactly yes i got the selfie and all was good but yeah no it, (laughs) it was an amazing production and i was so pleased we got to go and see it so if you think you can do better than mine and Robin's stage door snapshots, then please send them over. You can email them to us at webspodcast at gmail.com or you can find the West End Best Friend Instagrams, Facebook. We're all over the place. So um, send them in and we'll hopefully share them on some upcoming shows. Yes. Uh, and if you send your pictures, we will uh, like share them around on social media and, and tag your story and everything. So it'd be really great. Get in touch and we would really love to hear from you. think that's all we've got time for today 
I know we tried to keep this first episode short and sweet. I don't know. Uh, if but I don't think we did that very well, did we? <laughs> don't worry though, everyone. We are going to be back next Thursday for a very special, slightly spooky mm. episode. Robin, are you a Halloween fan? I am a Halloween fan. Yes, I do enjoy carving pumpkins and obviously dressing up because why not? And Hocus Pocus <laughs> is Halloweeny, so it gives us a chance to watch Hocus Pocus as well any excuse will do um, and if all things halloween isn't enough to be excited actor and creative rob madge is going to be joining us to share their life in theater which is super exciting so we can't wait to interview rob and to chat to all you guys again um so yeah in the meantime please get in touch with us uh via our socials so jet would you like to tell us tell our lovely listeners where they can find us online they can find us at webfpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to www.westendbestfriend.co.uk. We're on Facebook as West End Best Friend, YouTube as West End Best Friend, Instagram as West End BF, and that's also the same handle for Twitter. If there is a platform we have missed, please let us know. Do you want to see us on Penguin Party? <laughs> let us know where else we need to be finding. Basically, if you look for West End Best Friend or West End BF, you should find us quite easily. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all of your podcast feeds and rate and leave us a review on iTunes. That would be amazing. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And until next week, we have been Robin and Jet. You have indeed. And we will see you very, very soon. Awesome. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye.